Hey everyone, today we are so excited to sit down with Serena fucking Kerrigan. She is a CEO, entrepreneur, and internet personality, and also the queen of confidence. We talk about how to be the queen of confidence and how to rethink our notions of dating. Welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, we are sitting down with, do you want to go by Serena Kerrigan or Serena fucking Kerrigan? You know which one I want to go by. We are sitting down with Serena fucking Kerrigan. She is an entrepreneur, CEO, and the queen of confidence. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I was just saying that I love following you on TikTok. I think you are so funny and such a breath of fresh air and kind of bring a smile to, you know, the everyday life. (laughs) Thank you so much. You know, of all the content I make, TikTok gives me the most anxiety. Like, I just find it so daunting. So I really appreciate you saying that. (laughs) And you make a ton of content um, and you're a full-time, you went from like a video producer at Refinery29 to now a full-time content creator. You have your own show on Instagram. Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey from, you know, leaving your video production, um, you know, career and, you know, launching your own business. Yeah. I mean, really, like I just always knew I was going to be a star and (laughs) I... You know, this was like when I went to Refinery29, it was in 2016. It was pre-TikTok, pre-really, you could, anyone could be a content creator and 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 really make it a marketable business. Like that wasn't really a thing. Like you kind of needed a jumping off point and Refinery was great for that. And I, you know, really was able to make a lot of content, but it got to a point where I just felt like they didn't value me the way that I saw my own value. And it made me feel very insecure and unsure of my future. And I was like the only person that's really going to believe in me as much as me is me. And so I decided to leave and really focus on my brand, which was, you know, all about helping women feel confident. I think the thing is that, you know, it, it just, the timing was interesting because it was right like three weeks before the pandemic, before lockdown. So Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. Like now I don't have a job and I'm locked in my apartment. And it was the best thing to ever happen to me because I really just took it as an opportunity to just create and like not, and just like without all the distractions of everyday life, like getting my eyelashes done or texting a boy, like it was really about like, what, you know, what is my place here? And I also noticed that, you know, people were really lonely, myself included. I was single and I didn't know how you would date. And I really started thinking about that, investigating that, talking about it, creating dialogue around being single, finding a Corona boyfriend. And then it kind of led me to start dating guys live on Instagram. And I did it for a year. I dated 50 men, uh, different oh, wow. seasons and I found someone. I know I saw on your recent post, <laughs> so we'll get yeah. into that. Um, yeah. so you started just creating content during COVID and it became your Instagram let's fucking date show which is three seasons now and then you also have like a card series associated with it right I do it's called let's fucking date card game and we have a product coming out also in um in May first week of May so excited about that so yeah I think that like what was interesting was it 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 went from me you know saying fuck it taking a chance which any creator should do you should just create like nothing's going to be perfect 
Um, nothing is going to be like, I didn't know let's fucking date was going to be my career. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that I was actually doing another show too called Quarantinis with SFK where I would just get drunk on Instagram live. And like, and then I remember I was doing both. So it would be like every single day I would do Quarantinis and then Fridays I would do Let's Fucking Date. And I remember a friend of mine was like, the viewership on Let's Fucking Date is like astronomical for especially a live show. Like that you should focus on that and let go of your other show. So that's a really great example of like creators. Like you have to try a lot of different things, see what sticks. And then that's when you really invest time, energy, resources, and money into that thing. I think that what creators do a lot is like they want to start a podcast, so they get the, all the podcast equipment and they get the logo and then they record the first podcast and they're like, I don't even want to do this. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important to just like try things out very lo-fi and then you make it more high def and whatever. And so, yeah, I mean, let's fucking date. Like I did the whole show. I sold it for six figures to sponsors. I created a card game. I have a whole full blown team. We're doing merch. Like it really became much more than just me trying to find a guy on Instagram live because I fully gave up after season two. I was like, it's not fucking happening. Like, I'm like, it's not going to happen. I'm like, I'm doing season three because my fans love the show. And I think it'd be fucked up to not let them know this is the end. But I was mm-hmm. I went in with like, this is just the show. I'm just doing it. I'm going to let them vote on the winner, which we've never done before, which was really interesting. I love the format. I thought it was really fun. It was like four weeks, six guys, 10 guys. Sorry six weeks, like 10 guys, I don't even remember anymore. And they, and they, and they voted on the winner. And I think it just turned into like a, a brand that represents finding yourself and then going on dates where I think that usually what's marketed towards women is if you find your date, if you find your man, then you'll find yourself. Find yourself. And I think it mm-hmm. flips it on its head. Like let's fucking date. Like I'm taking control, you know, as a, as a badass empowered woman. And, and that's what the card game is. That's what the shirts are. That's what the merch is. That's what a lot of our future projects are about is about empowering people, but you have to be empowered yourself first before you go on a date. So how did you get your first viewers to tune into the show? I literally was like, I'm going live and I'm dating a guy blind virtually. Someone set it up, like tune in. I literally posted it. I have, I actually Instagrammed it recently. It was like literally like a white Instagram story, like white <laughs> and then black text being like, I decided I'm going to do this. Tune in. That's amazing. It was fascinating because you were like a fly on the wall. And by the way, all of our episodes are still on our IGTV so you can watch it. But like, you're like a fly on the wall watching a date, a date happen in real time and you're able to comment and engage. And then there was an after show where we would invite celebs and friends and, you know, exes to come on and talk to us. It was kind of chaotic. And, and it was also like, you know, peak pandemic quarantine when you couldn't leave your house. It was like a party. It was like everyone, yeah. <laughs> like the next day on Slack and Zoom and everything was like, did you watch House of Kids Date? Like, that's what it was. It was just really right time. It was right place, right time. Yeah. It was fate. Um, do you, do you receive criticism for what you do? And if so, like, how would, how do you deal with it? No, I think that the only thing I've heard is like, oh yeah, like she like created a show on Instagram. Like that's going to be it. Like, it's like, it's like, I'm a trend, not like, you know, a a household name. And I'm like, oh honey, like I am a household name. I'm (laughs) I'm only 27. So, I mean, like, I think that, no, I didn't receive criticism. I think that what I did was if anything, I just didn't think I received enough recognition, which is fine mm-hmm. because when you do something new, people, it makes people uncomfortable. They only want to really see what they know. And so like, you know, getting press for this past season, I didn't get a single article because 
even though what we were doing, we, we the way we were utilizing, we were casting on TikTok. We were using Clubhouse as to, to talk, have real dialogue about the dates beyond just like, oh, is he good for you? But like really intense, like feminist shit. We were using Twitter to live tweet the show. We were using every social platform to create this community around the show. And in a way that's never been done with a media before. And no one mm-hmm. wanted to write about us because at the end of the day, when you see an email talking about an Instagram live show, you're like, whatever, that's not newsworthy. But I'm like, but we're not, that's, this isn't an Instagram live show. This is a television show on Instagram. Those are two different yeah. things. But whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, from your perspective, um, how has like your relationship with your self-confidence evolved over time? Yeah. I mean, I used to be really insecure like everyone else because we live in a patriarchy that banks on us feeling insecure because when we're insecure, we buy things and, you know, we're more submissive towards men. So um, I just felt really insecure about my body, my who I was, like what I wanted to do, blah, whatever. And I think that the way that it evolved was just I changed my million to fucking. But really like what that not that I'm suggesting everyone to do that. It's more like I, I started talking to myself. Like I'd be like, you're Serena fucking Kerrigan. I talked to myself the way I would a best friend. And that really changed everything. And that's what I tell all of my clients because I'm a confidence coach as well. Like, you know, a lot of them are like, well, I'm really upset about this. And I'm like, okay, well, if I was upset about this, what would you say to me? That's what you say to yourself. Like literally everything you have to treat yourself like your best friend, whether a guy ghosted you or you didn't get a job. If your best friend came into the room and said that to you, what would you say to her? Would you say, yeah, you're a piece of shit. You're never going to marry someone. Sorry. Like, no, you wouldn't. So why are we so self-critical? I think once you really understand that and you can visualize yourself as someone outside of yourself, you're much more kind. And when you're kind, you know, you're more confident. And I think like for a lot of women, um, you know, it's hard to be really self-confident and not insecure, especially when you're going through like dating, if you're single and meeting guys and it's just not working out, like what, um, why do you think that you were able to like find yourself so well? I know that you were like talking to yourself and hyping yourself up, but like, what advice can you give to someone who's struggling with that, that really doesn't believe in themselves? It's literally it. Like I I literally, (laughs) I coach hundreds of women and the ones that actually nurture the relationship with themselves and talk to themselves in the mirror, they it's over it's an overnight change. It can really be that maybe not overnight, but maybe over a couple, five weeks, if you really mm-hmm. nurture the relationship with yourself the way that you would anyone else. And it's not like faking it. You're not like, like, you know, saying things that you don't believe you're literally hyping up the same way you would a best friend. That is the trick to confidence. It's just so simple. And it makes people, people, everyone's like, well, it's so weird. I'm like, yeah, because you, you didn't learn it, mm-hmm. but you've been taught a lot of things that is, are fucking weird. And we've normalized it. Like the fact that we have to get married by 30. Why is that a thing? That's not a thing. That's not real. But we've normalized that. So I think it's really like unlearning and relearning. And so that's my advice. What have you like learned about yourself, like about dating through, you know, your three seasons and, you know, the past year? Like, how have you evolved? I think that, you know, I really shifted from the girl that always wanted to be chosen to the girl that chooses. Like, and I think that that's in part like the confidence of, you know, building my confidence. I also became a lot more confident when I became financially independent and like killing it my career because that fulfilled me in a way that like I didn't have to rely on external validation. Um, And that's why I say to any, you know, young woman, like money, chase the money, not the man. Because when you really feel like you can afford your lifestyle and pay your bills and you don't need anyone, 
you will, and you really spend and, and really nurture and being okay being alone. I think people just assume being alone means being lonely. And I spent the entire year alone and it was hard. I'm not saying that it was like a walk in the park because it was a pandemic and it was, it was, I was tested because I was like, I am telling young girls that it's okay to be single, that you don't need anyone because you have your best friend with you, aka yourself. Uh, and, and also best friends. Like, I think that we tend to like, just, it's like, if we don't have a boyfriend, then it's like, we're I'm like my best friends. I've been friends with people for decades and they know me better than anyone. I probably would raise a kid with them if I could. Right. But we don't really celebrate those relationships. But anyway, you know, I was really tested during the pandemic and I had a lot of times where I felt this, like I am this role model, but then I'm feeling a lot of, I'm feeling loneliness because it was lonely. The pandemic was lonely. Not because I was single, just because everyone felt it at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I really needed to go through this year to one, be the real role model that I was, but also to really prove like, ah, no, I can do this and I am okay. And I am, I can still be happy. And it's not unsurprising to me that like, I ended up like starting to date someone now that I really was able to prove that you are the baseline. Like anything else in your life is an additive, but it cannot fulfill or complete you. You have to be really centered and okay being yourself by yourself. And I think that a lot of women don't do that. They they serial date. They like they can't be without a boyfriend. And and at the end of the day, like you have to really feel okay alone. Which to answer your final question is like once you feel that way, you won't settle for anything. So, so there were a lot of guys that came on the show. Some of them didn't fuck with me. That's fine. I didn't, I, but a lot of them did like a lot of them <laughs> didn't want to continue. And I didn't because I just, it just, I would, I was like, I'd rather be alone than not be with an 11 out of 10. And that's why it's so important to become confident before you date, because if not, you will settle for less than a 10 because you just don't want to be alone or you don't believe that you deserve the best and everyone does and everyone will. So I think that the show made me feel more confident because one, I realized there are so many fucking options. There are. And any woman that says to me, well, I'm never going to find someone else. I'm like, literally, what are you saying? Like literally, what are you saying? No, but with that attitude, you're right. You won't. And so, and I think, you know, like it just made me, I realized what it, from the show too, is that men love confidence. Like the ones that are intimidated by it, those aren't the men for you. But like, I was always told like, change the fucking out of your name. Like you're so intense. Like you're so extra, like you, you intimidate guys. And it really, it really made me like question myself. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like, am I too intimidating? And then the show taught me like, no, I'm not because the right man, a strong man, like will love it actually. Yeah. So what do you look for when you look for a partner? Like what are some things that are like non-negotiable? Um, I would say really ambitious and confident. <laughs> Confidence is like without a question. And I, I know a lot of men in my life close to me that aren't confident and, and in general. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not friends with people that aren't confident. I'm not, I don't date people that aren't confident. It's like, if you, because what you, insecure people do is they project, they literally will shit on you or they will make you feel bad because they feel bad. They'll bring you down. Confident people just want to lift you up all the time. And so I've cut out every person in my life that isn't hundred percent confident, not because I like, I, I feel for them and I try to help them, but it's just, it's too much. Um, and, uh, so I look for that for sure. Someone who's super ambitious like me, uh, someone who's really close to their family or mom. Cause I'm so close with my mom. 
Um, you know, I, I, yeah, someone who's hot and is obsessed with me. You know, it's funny. It's someone who's obsessed with me, but also can put me in my place because I do think that I have a lot of masculine energy sometimes in my career, but I'm not like in a relationship. I'm way more femme. Like I'm way more like, like a side of me that I never want to show on social media. Um, and so I need someone to kind of like knock me a little off and like keep me on my toes because I'm, I'm an Aries. Like let's fucking go. Yeah. Do you think there's a difference between being confident and being cocky? I do. And I should make a TikTok on this because it's not the first time that I've been asked that. So cocky people are not confident. Cocky people are actually insecure. But what they do is they project this air of confidence and they tear people down. So they'll be like, look at my dress. it's so fucking sick. Oh, your dress not that sick, but mine is, right? So they need to push you down to lift themselves up. A confident person be like, dude, this dress from Zara fucks. Oh my God, your dress is so cute too. I need to get it, right? That's a confident person. They're willing to compliment themselves and others around them. And it's not to say that you you have to always be complimenting so that way you don't come off a certain way, but it's like, you're so genuinely happy with yourself that you can be happy for other people as well. I think that's sometimes hard when you are dating or looking for a guy to distinguish the difference for and until you get to really get to know someone, right? I disagree. No, I don't. Really? Because they'll be critical of things and people and, and they'll be like, yeah, but he couldn't even start his own co-. Why? Like, you'll see it very clearly. It's like that, like that small dick energy is like the cocky right. It's energy. like you can 100% see people and, you know, cockiness, it always... Co- if you're, why would you ever tear someone down? The only reason mm-hmm. you would tear someone down, and it could be very little, minuscule, like a waiter or anything, is because you don't feel good about yourself. Because there's literally so no fucking reason. Unless like someone's addicted to you, but whatever. You know, like. I totally agree. And I've been seeing, like, I've been seeing that more and more. Like you can notice that in like your friends and as you're growing up and becoming more confident in yourself, I feel like it's easier to recognize insecurity in other people. A hundred percent. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear-cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever-changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. Um, is it like exhausting for you at any point? Like, do you feel like tired ever, like always being so on point, like being everyone's cheerleader, like you have so much energy. Um, does that, is that ever tiring to you? You know, I haven't taken a break. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't take a break. Like, um, like I was shooting a TV show in like a like a private island because of COVID stuff. So they really wanted us like isolated. And that was like, that was in December, in January. And that was like the last time I like had kind of time to just like, but then the season of my show was approaching. So I was kind of like struggling. Well, I was like, well, the, the Wi-Fi doesn't work, but like I need to be working. But I really haven't. I mean, I think that the reason why... I work so much is because it distracts me from the anxiety that the pandemic really produced on me. Like I just like, if I stop and sit still, 
then I'm like, oh fuck. Like it's, it's been, you know, now we're coming out of the, what the weeds a bit. I'm like, there's light, you know, we're all getting vaccinated, but like, oh my God, like it was really like my, like, just focus on the work and this is going to end focus on the work. And I really do believe that like success is work. And so whenever I'm not working, I'm like someone else is working right now. And someone else is like getting closer to their dreams. And I'm, what am I doing? Like fucking chilling? Like, no, like, get the job done. I also genuinely love what I do. So it really doesn't feel like work. I do believe that the, 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 the thing that does make me tired is, is the advice. It's like, you know, I used to do confidence coaching, but it just, it took too much time out of my, my schedule. And so I stopped just because you stop offering the services doesn't mean people aren't going to like literally DM you every single day. And like, I'm getting like questions about like divorce and uh, questions from men now, you know, like that, that I have like a community number and they text me and like, I, I feel this like push and pull of like, I don't have fucking time for this. I'm not a therapist, pay me. And oh my God, I just, okay, just this one time. And that one time comes every time. So I just feel this, like, you know, it is tiring. And that's why I'm working right now on a masterclass uh, program. That's going to be like a video, like shoot it once you put it on the internet and people can just like pay for it and and, and watch it because I just, I I actually can't, I can't, but the cancer in me wants me, wants to, but I can't. but like not yeah yeah so do you do anything for like any sort of like self-care or like any balance if you're working all the time um I really work out every day I know you're laughing you're like bitch what how do you not fucking chill out I know I don't like even when I'm like like in bed like being like I'm gonna watch a tv show I'm gonna watch one I'm gonna do it I'm like on tiktok thinking of ideas like going being like okay I could use this sound like it's like it you just and that's a thing it's like I don't I started my career on social media but I really my goal is to have my own tv show I really do want this separation of work and personal which I don't feel like I have like I really want to go into a studio do my job and leave that's like my goal um and hopefully coming soon I have some things in the works but like you know, uh, what do I do to like, I think honestly, like, I know you're going to get to this, but like when the winner of my show surprised me in New York and my entire team's cleared my schedule, I freaked out of them. Cause I was like, what the, f-? but then I really like put my phone away and I like really just enjoyed two days without being on my phone and being working. And it was really crazy. So, so can you tell us a ad- dick to get me off my phone? <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us um, a little bit about um, your last show and the winner? And I know he came to surprise you. So can you tell everyone about that? I know it's crazy. So basically, like I did this season, didn't want to do it. I was like, fine, fuck it. Let's have the fans pick. Because I think the, the always the feedback I got from my show was there's never a winner. There had been two seasons. The first, the, the winner of the first season was me. And then the second winner was, I guess, me again. Uh, <laughs> but I said, I said, fuck that. You've been, you've been indoctrinated to believe that success comes with having the proposal and the engagement and all that shit because of The Bachelor. But like, that's not real life. And also that doesn't mean my show isn't a success because so much else has come from my show. The fans, my team, the game, meeting friends, fans, men, whatever the fuck, like there's so much else. Why does it have to be like, you're in a relationship now. Right. So of course, like I was like, I wanted to prove that with my show. And again, like kind of what we're talking about, it's like, once I proved that, look what happened. I went in with zero expectations. I was like, I was pretty upset. I was like, I want to meet someone. My show is deterring me from meeting someone. I was like, no, one's going to want to date me. No one has wanted to date me outside of the show because I'm on the show and it's my show. And I was like, this is so annoying. I was like, okay, fine. Like my, my real love life is going to start in like March, <laughs> which is true, but I didn't think it was going to be because of the show. 
And then like, I don't know, I think like, you know, is one of the men, his name's Creed. God, oh my God, is he going to listen to this? This is so weird that we're talking about him. <laughs> but like, you know, he was the second date of the of the 10 guys and we really hit it off and the fans knew. And then he won. And behind my back, my team flew him out to New York or like he flew it. They coordinated with him. He wanted to come and meet me, which I think is so fair because, you know, I do believe that you can make a connection with someone online a hundred percent, but I think that you really need to kind of like confirm it in real life. Um, because also I'm performing on my show. Like I think people are like, Oh my, this is who she really is. I'm like, no bitch. I'm the, I'm, I'm the host producer dater. I know this is television. I'm giving you a good show. So I will like, you know, basically he told me, he was like, you're so much more chill and relaxed in real life. Like, I know (laughs) not performing. Uh, and it was crazy when he showed up and it was, it was wild. Like, it was like, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was just like the most incredible gesture. It's the biggest confirmation of if he wanted to, he would, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really, and I believe that I think like, you know, last summer I was really, in love with my best friend, my best guy friend. And, uh, he just didn't want to take it to the next level, but I kept making excuses for why, like, Oh, well, he's just scared. Or like, he doesn't know like how the friends are going to react. And maybe he's just not ready yet. You know, so many excuses. And like, ultimately like he's, he's now dating someone new. And it's like, it, it wasn't that it just, it wasn't it. And like, mm-hmm. I walked away after I, I was just like, no more. Uh, and then, so with Creed, it's like, this is, this is what this is. Like, this is the, like, if you wanted to, you would, because it's really true. Men are fucking stupid. So when they want something, they just want it. They don't like, they're not like, they don't overcomplicate things the way that us women do. Cause we're, we're geniuses. You know what I mean? They're just like, they're like, Oh, like I want her. Okay. I'm going to text her. Like that. There's not a, like, there's no games really when they, they like you. And, um, the time in New York was amazing. He, it was, he's Australian. It was his first time. He lives in, in California though, but it was his first time in New York. And, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. So I've never, I, I've never showed someone New York or seen New York through someone new's eyes. And mm-hmm. that was really fucking epic because mm-hmm. it is the best city in the world. And I almost forgot, like he just like, he loved it. And I was like, yeah, we like, this place is really fucking cool. <laughs> and obviously I did a great job, obviously as a tour guide. What, what did you guys do? Um, I just, we went to like central park, which by the way, like I didn't go like all the, pan- like I live downtown. Like I don't like go to the, you know, I grew up in New York. I went to central park for every fucking like base. Why did you see baseballs? If I ever play that game, uh, every like, you know, sporting thing, birthday party, central park is one of the most beautiful places ever. And just the juxtaposition of like the nature with the city skyline is like beyond and it's huge. And it's like, we walk forever. You know, I brought him to Carbone, obviously like to have the spice. Really. Uh, he hung out in my apartment. You know, that was the thing too. It was like just easy. Like the whole thing was really like easy and natural. I can't believe I'm spilling this much tea on this podcast. I guess it's fine. Um, but it was just really nice, you know? And 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 he left and, you know, he we stayed talking all the time. So I'll tell you something I haven't told anyone. Okay. <laughs> so I'm visiting him on Saturday. Oh my God. Yeah, in I, LA. You know. What? You're flying to yeah. California? Yeah. So it's, it's pretty real. Like I have to say, that's, like, I, that's pretty know. quick moving. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know, like it's long distance and like, you know, 
a lot of virtual dating, but also offline. Like we talked a lot off the show too, which, which I never do with guys so that, you know, but it's also like when it kind of clicks, like it just, it clicks. clicks. Like it's like, it doesn't feel fast. I feel like I've known him my whole life. And, and you know, he like is just awesome. And he also is so ambitious, has so much shit going on. And so do I. So it's this nice, like, I don't feel there's no obligation. There's no, it's just so natural. Um, and I'm really excited. I, I just like, I mean, my friends were like dying because we're like, wait, the show worked. And what a great way. What a great story about how you guys even met. better, the fans <laughs> picked it. So yeah. The fans of the community. They knew. So like, it's not like I have to like introduce a guy to my fans and be like, guys, this is my boyfriend. Like, blah, blah, blah. like it's literally like they know him. They picked him. They're like, they set us up. It's like, and it's kind of like the bachelor. Like you think about it. It's like, it's a, not a success, but even more so you, you watch it unfold and this, they, they had real power. They played God. So it's really crazy. It's a really, if it ends, if it ends up working out, like the New York times definitely should do some kind of, <laughs> I'm really excited for you. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, how could we get press from this? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, actually, I told- it's, it, it, that's the thing too. And I will say like, like, it was always very confusing what is for the show and what's not with the other relationships. There's been a couple other ones that went offline and this one doesn't even, it's not even a remotely a question of like how one of us feels or like, is this performative or like for TikTok video? Like there's not even a question. It's just like, it's also nice being with the creator because he knows, he knows what's up. Oh my God. He better not listen to this. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> well, it's nice when it like clicks and it's someone that like supports your ambition and your career and like accepts you. Beyond. And this is the thing about me. Like I, it, it's me. Like there's, I needed someone who like, definitely he, we have great banter and he loves to like shit on me and like, which I need like fully, like I'm SFK. Like we need someone to like bring me back to reality. But like, he's so fucking supportive and like, just like loves everything I do and like isn't there's just not like I don't I don't I genuinely just don't feel like I have to be acting around which you can't you have to be full yourself and that's why when people ask me like what do I do on a date like what's like you know I'm like play my fucking card game but two like be yourself like okay maybe don't talk about all your exes and like the time you threw up and like a you know a shoe <laughs> in college but like you know be the best version of yourself but be yourself because like you can't hide Because eventually they're going to find out and like you want to know from the get go, are they in or are they out? Yeah. And I think what's also interesting about you meeting this guy is that it took you three seasons and you weren't really like looking men. (laughs) And like, and that's the thing too. It's like when, you know, like I really, and it's really like, they always say it happens when you least expect it. And it's weird because it's like, how didn't you expect it? You were doing a dating show. But at that point I was like, after season two, it was like, I was like, no, like, it's just not going to happen. I'm just doing this for my job. And, and, and yeah, I think when you have your guard down a little bit and you're not having like such high expectations going into things, then that's when you really can make a connection and, and it meet was someone. also like kind of weird. Like he wasn't even supposed to be on the show. He was a, there was a dropout like a couple <laughs> hours before. And my producer was like scavenged through the casting list and was like, fuck it. I'm, what are the odds that he picked up, that he was down, he wasn't busy, that someone dropped out? We don't even know who nominated him. To this day, we have no idea how he got on the list. So it just felt very like fate vibes. <laughs> I can't. I can't with myself. Yeah, definitely. Everything happens for a reason. I agree. <laughs> um, what is... Um, what is a common misconception about you? 
I think that I'm balls to the walls, energy, crazy, bad bitch all the time. Like I'm not like, I'm really calm. I'm really chill. Like I am like, okay, no, no, I'm really chill, but I really, I do have a dual personality and I have SFK and I have Serena and Serena is way more like just very easy going down to earth. That's what I love. Guys always say that to me. They're like, Oh, like you're very down to earth. And I'm like, yeah. I mean like I love Chanel, but yes, I am down to earth. Yeah, definitely. So we're a jewelry company and, you know, I know I like to put on like certain pieces of jewelry that make me feel a little bit more confident or, you know, feel more put together. Do you have any like specific pieces that are your go-tos when you go on a date or just to make you like feel more Wow, like how amazing that we brought this up. So I designed a necklace. Um, it's a crown oh, awesome. necklace. So cute, right? Just For the here. queen. Yeah. <laughs> so Done. cute. And I love it. And it really like, you know, I, I, we're coming out with it actually. Um, oh my God. Exciting. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I'm not a fucking designer. I co-designed, I didn't even design this. We, this amazing woman in New York, uh, she made this, but she actually made it for me and I, you know, saw it. And I was like, you know, I want everyone to have this because I want them to be reminded that they are the queen of their life and they are the main character and that, they are writing the script of their lives. And so it's like always nice to have that little like reminder. And so I wear it and I love it, you know, to remind me that like, I'm a bad bitch. I'm going to get everything I fucking want. So. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I think every woman needs that reminder every day. And everyone needs a little necklace so you can buy it on letsfuckingdate.com. There you go. Thank you for letting me plug that product. Perfect. (laughs) So what do you have in store in the future? I know that you have so many projects going on, but what do you ultimately like see for yourself long term? And what are some exciting things that we can see in the near future? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's tough how much I can say, but we have this necklace. We have another product for Let's Fucking Date. Um Oh God, like it's so annoying. I'm like such a blabbermouth. Like I'll tell you about everything, but I know that I can't, but you know, I'm, I'm going to be on MTV Siesta Key, uh, the season, the fourth season. I'm, I'm a guest star, which I'm really excited about. It's my first time really being on television. Um, and as myself, which is really fun. I have other, you know, projects in the works. We're talking a lot, my team about matchmaking. Cause it's so obvious that like, you know, women really want the let's fucking date experience. I don't think we're going to do it as crazy as the one that I did, but we, cause you know, we also want to give a lot of people the opportunity to get match made. But I think that we're going to be rolling that out in the summer of like, you know, setting people up virtually and then hopefully like creating that connection. And so that they can, you know, meet. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to continue following and yeah. um, keeping tabs on what's going on. Amazing. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me. You're so pretty and amazing and smart, and I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you, watch your show, purchase your merch, all of that good stuff? Yeah. Serena Kerrigan on everything TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse. Um, and let's fucking date on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you want to get my, if you guys like need a icebreaker fucking epic game, you need my card game and you can play it in groups of friends, couples, singles, just don't play it with your parents. Cause that would be kind of awkward, but, um, yeah, <laughs> you can get that on let's fucking date.com. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was so lovely to meet you. I'll talk to you soon.
I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Now you know if you're ever feeling insecure or lacking some confidence, just head to your mirror and hype yourself up like you would to your best friend and say that you are the fucking queen and let's go. (laughs) 